Greetings, my fellow from Love Sovereign Thinkers. Thank you for tuning to LO3 Podcast. My name is Craig, transmitting from the beautiful realms of planet Earth. Today's date is Friday, March 10th, 2023. This is episode 1634. Conspiracy theories become facts and violence, number one social justice issue in black communities. Before I proceed, you can follow me on multiple social media sites and podcast channels. Just type in Loki Luck number three, Loki Luck Roman number three with the three eyes, or the Loki Luck Roman number three podcast. In addition, if you want to send me something that's interesting, comments, all that good stuff, including sharing information, whatever you do, please use the quorum. Reach me at Loki Luck numbers zero three at protonmail.com if you want to donate. Go to paypal.me or cash.app forward slash Loki Luck number three. Yeah, so uh, I was like checking on the, re- the reports that was um, the horrific event that happened in Hamburg, Germany with uh, Kingdom Hall, Jehovah's Witnesses, multiple multiple injuries and like six people passed, including uh, one fetus. Like the, the mother survived, but the fetus died. And they say, too, the person took his own life, plus he was involved in that organization. So what they call him was an apostate. However, he there's even stories that claim that he had uh, mental health issues. It's just a real shame. And sometimes in the article, they don't, one of the articles, it was Associated Press, stated that they don't believe in carrying arms. And I read... There, I've read the New World Translation of the Holy Scriptures, and of course, many of them out there said believe in not carrying arms. However, it does contradict the, the scriptures, which they use as well. But I'll leave it at that. But it is very troubling what's happening around the world. And of course, here... Scientific, scientific studies show that chlorine dioxide makes chickens healthier, and they've even turned out into a convenient product for sanitizing. Interesting there, right? FDIC steps in to cover Silicon Valley Bank failure, but the FDIC can only cover a tiny number of banks failing, not a systemic failure. Interesting there, right? And, of course, here from Natural News, Justice Anthony Fauci could be indicted on multiple accounts of negligent homicide. Newsom refusing to renew $54 million Walgreens contract for California because the pharmacy chain refused to sell. I think it's the abortion pill. Yeah, so he's going to try to tell them what to do and how to wipe their butts. He can't even take care of himself. From Breitbart here, Eric Adams plans to use taxpayer funds to send migrants to college. Oh, thank you. I told you how um, how uh, courageous this guy is, right? Another Club of Rome hack. So, um, whistleblower say says Bank of America handed over private customer info to FBI to flag gun purchases. Always use cash. Police in Austin leaving at record numbers over anti-cop policies. That city become a hostile place, which is disgusting and, and for sure. So most, I'm expecting the whole area of Austin, especially downtown, is going to be shutting their doors. They'll all be just carrying. All right. Well, it says here, Inspector General estimate 276 billion dollar fraud, waste in pandemic relief funds, biggest fraud in history, of course. Yep. And um, let me see here, central banking digital currency is the end game. Should have checked it out. It's an old article, but it's pretty good. And comedian Alex Stein sues Big Booty Latina, AOC, for blocking him on Twitter. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, right here. Uh, let's see here. Watch 14-year-old migrant smuggler found on Texas Ranch hours after police pursuit. That's from InfoWars. There's another one here from InfoWars. France, a major manhunt after a smuggler blows checkpoint. An example of illegal immigrants. They go to see migrants. They're immigrants. Okay, illegal immigrants. Not being racist either. Good grief. Then uh says here, let me go down. Mainstream news segment reveals Australian actress had violently had a violently bad reaction 
to last COVID jab. And of course, right here from the expo, expose, the history of the internet surveillance and censorship with the aim from the outset. Biden, Sunak, Macron, Trudeau, et al. are all leading to nuclear war. Check out the expose. And we'll just go a little further down here. Um, so they suggest AI can literally read your mind and with extreme accuracy. That's from National Pulse. They always got good good content in there. Well, Fargo warns customers of incorrect balances or missing transactions. Yep. All right. So, um, okay. GOP asked Blinken to explain U.S. funding of conservative blacklist group. Five arrested after deadly kidnapping of Americans in Mexico. D.C. police union support GOP-led effort targeting Washington police reforms. They're going to be human beings too. And government, Congressman accused by, accuses Biden of purging conservatives from military. <clears throat> this is from LifeSite. Top, um, top New York Democrats pressure Walgreens. CVS to mail abortion pills in Republican states. Yeah. Witness witness implies Catholic teaching causes LGBT suicide and disciplinary hearing against school trustee. Virginia judge cites slavery precedent to rule that frozen embryos can be sold at chattels. One bureaucrat in Massachusetts is blocking unemployment benefits for unvaxxed employees. Tells you how, how great they are with these bureaucratic hacks. Girl Scouts get a nasty taste of Biden's America as their annual cookie sale runs into big problems. Of course, that's this is old, but Congress rejects the resolution to introduce Representative Matt Gates to remove remove truth from Syria. I let one of my representatives know how I feel about it. And Transgender activists are like, are a lot like Pennywise, the clown. Well, we'll continue on here. Montana Senator John Tester's restaurant bills don't match his everyman image. Will average Americans survive the Biden regime? That's survival.news. And we'll just keep on heading down here. Oh, yeah. Giant Game India, COVID not really enough to justify risk of fast-track vaccines, Chris Rudy told government. Well, can't blame him. He's right on that. E-bikes are catching fire all across America. Yeah, Green New Deal, right? Hmm. I'm just wondering where they're, where they're made, made, made from. Twitter files journalist Michael Schellenberger warns of censorship industry complex. We are change. Why people are not getting any boom boom. Remember, right now, a lot of folks out there with the shots and a lot of uh, STD, I don't blame them. Christy Noam vetoes bill that would have paved the way for a central digital banking currency in South Dakota. And, of course, Glenn Youngkin claims we should teach all of that when Jack Tapper brings up 1619 project during CNN town hall. You can bring the 1612 project too. That happened in Jamestown. Hit by hate, Fort Lauderdale police search for suspect who left tire marks on pride flag emblazoned crosswalk. I was on the beach, by the way. They can't, they probably can't get him on hate crimes, but they can probably get him on vandalism, right? Good grief. Well, we see here. And, um, J6 footage shows QAnon shaman Jacob Chansey urging protesters to leave the Capitol after Trump tweet to go home. Yep, he need to, he need to get out of he need to get out. Well, check this out here. U.S. Special Operations Forces are considering utilizing deep fakes for psyops report alleges as reclaimed the net. Another one here. Doctor Go introduced AI feature that uses Wikipedia as a source. Yeah, I've been hijacked. Just News, Democrat Representative Sawwell rips GOP's Jordan for hypocrisy over subpoenas. Quite rich. Yeah. When you hear an Orwellian Christian speaks, all comes out is manure. 
Manchin opposes third Biden nominee this week. Can you blame him? Okay. San Diego Teacher of the Year arrested for sexual misconduct with student. First domino has fallen. MSM calls for the arrest and prosecution of British Health Minister for COVID. That's rare foundation. Ukraine moves to cease historic monastery from RT. And let me see here. Hilarious Congresswoman has no idea how the internet works. It's from News Punch. Chinese city of 13 million warned of lockdown returns over flu outbreaks. Fear, 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 fear. Out, out it. Fauci's Nia Age successor is a Democrat activist who helped China create COVID. Ah, Biden's blatant disregard for American lives showcased in his 3.6.8 trillion budget proposal. Yeah, get get money, get it out of our rear ends. This is funny here from uh, News Punch. L.A. Times: White drivers racist because pollution targets people of color. Oh, good grief! Oh man, I I, I just I just find this very hysteric, very hilarious. Here's from 100%FedUp.com. Georgia parents of 18-year-old high school football star want mall to pay for sons. Shooting death. Hmm. Sometimes when you think about that, they have they they do have a liability case when it comes to that. So it'd be very interesting. All right, let me see here. Mexican cartel pauses for kidnapping and murders of Americans turned over five responsible members to authorities. West Virginia asks SCOTUS to uphold law from protecting women's sports. Protecting women's sports from trans athletes. That's from the New American. Dr. Naomi, Naomi Wolf, don't let ancient gods return. And I read her, um, yeah, I read her article. I read her article last night on her, on her apologizing to the conservatives and Trump supporters and all that. And it was a very, it was nicely done because, like I said, we've all been swindled one way or the other. We learned from it. If we learn from it, then it's bettering ourselves. So I'm not going to be casting stones because we all make mistakes. But that's why I always tell folks, observe responsibly. Try to get all the information the best you can. But I'm, I'm, I'm proud of her. And even uh, Hedges, too, isn't too happy. And these people who are not really Trump worshipers by any means or, Trump, or not Trump fans or anything like that, but they see a dangerous president. A monetary par, um, policy cargo cult from Zero Hedge. Expect mass layoffs. Real world impact of SVB failures. B failures, okay. And let's see here. This from SGT report: psychotronic and electronic magnetic weapons. Remote control of human nervous system. This one here, Proud Boys J6 sedition trial halted after leaks chat logs show FBI agents that her boss ordered her to destroy the evidence. <laughs> oh, man. Yep, the betrayers of Julian Assange. That's from Strategic Culture. And let me see. Yes, the da- Daily Reckoning, the time rules of propaganda. And Children's Health Defense to protect corporate profits. U.S. plan to bully Mexico into buying GMO corn. Don't even think about it. Over 42,000 employees cheating on taxes, Inspector General. Noria puts brakes on pediatric sex change experiment, places severe restrictions on hormone therapies and surgeries. That's from human events. Oh, yes. U.S. Senator Blast Ford's battery deal. With China, that's mining.com. And yeah, what can we say, right? Probably rent a little bit. Yeah, about almost 15 minutes. So go to census.news and all the, all the alternative websites, folks. Examine, share, verify, and judge for yourselves. I'm just having mellowed out right now. And 
And I'll be right back, so stay tuned. All right, well, the first article I'm going to be reading here came from Brownstone Institute, brownstone.org. Conspiracy theories become conspiracy facts. This is by Ramesh Lakur. 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 Okay. <laughs> Hope I pronounced his name correctly. Sit back. This one's pretty long. So as it reads here, at first slowly, but in recent weeks, with seemingly gathering pace, two trends have emerged. On the one hand, have many of the core claims behind lockdowns, masks, and vaccines are unraveling, and the prevailing narrative has been retreat in all three fronts. But there is still a long way to go, as indicated by the cusp refusal of the Biden administration to, to let Novak Djokovic play at Indian Wells. On the other hand, the explosive lockdown files in the UK have blown apart the official narrative. We the skeptics were right in our dark suspicions of the motives, scientific basis, and evidence behind government decision. But even when we did not fully grasp just how vano, vano, evil, and utterly contemptuous of their citizens, some of the bastards in charge of our health, lives, livelihoods, and children's futures were. Hell is empty. And all the devils are here, Shakespeare, the Tempest. Indeed, they will have to build a new circle of hell to accommodate all the perpetrators of evil let loose upon the world since 2020. A big mistake is when you spill coffee or take the wrong exit ramp off the highway. Lockdown was a policy pushed hard by politicians and health chiefs even against scientific dissent and substantial public opposition, using tools from every tyrant's playbook of disinformation and lies, Willis attacking the censoring tr and censoring truth. The depth of public opposition went unrecognized because the fear peddling media colluded in not reporting on protests. Genuine mistakes were few and are forgivable. Most were deliberate distortions of reality, outright falsehoods, and a systematic campaign to terrorize people into compliance with arbitrary diktats interspersed with efforts to vilify, silence, and cancel all critics by using the full powers of the states to co-op, bribe, and bully, all in pursuit of the most maddening public policy insanity of modern times because it ignored existing canons of pandemic planning and blind panic just when calm was most needed. To call a lockdown a mistake is to tri uh, trivialize the shock to society. Before coming to that, a few preliminary observations to summarize where we are at. What is now known and generally but universally admitted, COVID is now edemic. It will circulate throughout the world and keep returning with mutant, mutating variants. People who have been infected and or vaccinated can contract and transmit it. Consequently, we have a little choice but to learn to live with it. What is important to make sure the, the right policy lessons are learned that never again, neither for a novel coronavirus nor any other infectious disease, do we go down the path of public policy insanity to lock up an entire city or country with discoveries of one to ten cases and bring all social, cultural, and economic activity to a shuddering halt or give total power and control to sociopaths and psychopaths. Meanwhile, what's particularly striking is just how many suspicions voiced by skeptics from early 2020 onwards and mocked as conspiracy theories have turned into plausible claims and accepted facts. One, the virus may have originated in the laboratory of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Two, COVID modeling was doggy, dodgy, and dressed up outliers as reasonable case scenarios. Three, lockdowns don't work. Four, lockdowns kill through perverse consequences and inflict 
other damaging harms, including interruptions to critical life savings, children's immunization campaigns, and developing in developing countries. That's four. Five, closure, school closures are particularly bad policy. They don't curb transmission, but they did cause a long-term harm to children's education, development, and emotional well-being. Six, masks are ineffective. They stop neither infection nor transmission. Seven, infections confirm, confers natural immunity at least as effective as vaccination. Eight, COVID vaccines do not stop infection, hospitalization, or even death. Nine, COVID vaccines do not stop transmission. Ten, the safety of vaccines using new technology has not had not been definitely established, neither for the short term nor for the long term. Eleven, vaccines harms are real and substantial, but safety signals have been summarily dismissed and ignored. Twelve, mRNA vaccines are not confined to the arm, but spread rapidly to other parts, including reproductive organs, which potentially adverse consequences for fertility and births. 13, the, har the harm-benefit equation of vaccines is, like the disease burden itself, steeply age differentiated. differentiated. Excuse me. Healthy young people do not need either initial or booster doses. 14, vaccine man, vaccination mandates don't increase vaccine take-up. 15, vaccine mandates can fuel cross-vaccine hesitancy. 16, suppression of skeptical and dissenting voices will lessen trust in public health officials, experts, and institutions, and possibly also in scientists more generally. 17, Estimates of long COVID was infl were inflated. CDC estimate of 20% of COVID infections against UK studies estimate of 3% by using generalized non-specific symptoms like mild fatigue and weakness. 18, health policy interventions involve policy trade-offs. Just like all other policy choices, cost-benefits analysis is therefore an essential Prequisite, not an optional add-on. Very self-explanatory, right? The lockdown files. The last three years have seen lives lost in the millions, with tens of millions more yet to be accounted for in the coming years. Civilized lifestyles destroyed, previously invi inviolated freedom shredded, civil liberties turned to privileges to be granted on the whim of bureaucrats, Law enforcement officers corrupted into street thugs, brutalized the very people they are sworn to serve and protect. Businesses destroyed, economics, economies wrecked, bodily integrity violated. Bodily integrity violated. The lockdown files, a treasure trove of over 100,000 WhatsApp messages in real time between all the principal policymakers on COVID in England, while Matt Hancock was the Secretary of Health, which was on 2020, 26th of June, 2021. Through 2021, okay. Officer, an unparalleled and gripping window into a, a moral and cynical arrogance circulating in the corridors of power. The daily drip of revelations in the telegraph is akin to watching with fascinated horror a slow motion train wreck. Shaden... Shaden Farood doesn't come any more delicious. The files are littered with flippant, flippant remarks, mocking comments, and contempt for citizens. Among the revelations about the Johnson Agreement, the government knew there is no robust rationale for including children in the rule of six. The maximum number of people who could meet at any given time, but fact. The controversial policy anyway. A dog's trying to communicate with me. <laughs> Face masks were introduced in the secondary schools in England after Johnson was told it was not worth an argument with Scotland's Nicola Sturgeon over the issue. Despite England's medical chief medical officers 
or CMO, Chris Witte, said there were no very strong reasons to do so. In other words, political calculations were knownly prioritized over school children's needs. A plan to lift restrictions were dropped after Johnson was told it would be too far ahead of public opinion. Consultants were paid over one million pounds a day for more than a year on a totally infectual test and trace group, turning the scheme into the embezzlement of public funds to line private pockets. Yeah, ain't corruption great or what? We now know just how punch drunk are on tyranny the political, bureaucratic, scientific, and journalist class was during the pandemic. The running, the ruling elites, when liberated from democratic accountability and media scrutiny, morphed seamlessly into morally cavalier and humane petty tyrants adverse to alternative ways of thinking outside the echo chamber they develop neuralgia and neuralgia to any idea that might challenge the lockdown fanaticism lockdown skeptics like the authors of the bearing great bearing declaration gbd who argue for the elderly and frail to be protected were demonized as dangerous COVID deniers who want to let it rip in a callous and cruel strategy of herd immunity, but government officials whose policies had a direct catastrophic impact on the health of the elderly and frail were treated as heroes and unimpeachable voices of moral authority. Sociopaths, psychopaths, or both. Among the revelations about Hancock, more than 40,000 residents of care homes in England died with COVID. Hancock was advised by Witty in April 2020 to test everyone entering the care homes. He rejected the advice because testing capacity was limited and for political reasons, he prioritized reaching his grandoise self-imposed target of 100,000 daily tests in the lower risk general community over protecting the care of home residents, despite repeated claims of having thrown a protective ring around the homes. Patients discharged into care homes from hospitals were tested, but, but not those coming in, the, in from the community. That is, focused protection of the GBD was the right way to go. Instead, Hancock rubbished the GBD and belittled its three intimate epidemiologists, epidemi oh, epidemiologists, <laughs> authors. Social care ministers Helen Whiteley, Whiteley, told Hancock that stopping visits to care homes by spouses was inhumane and risked the elderly residents just giving up after prolonged isolation before he refused to budge. He rejected advice in November 2020 to, to, to shift from 14-day COVID quarantine for people who have been in close contact with anyone infected to five days of testing because it would imply we've been getting it all wrong. Talk, talk of a sunk cost fallacy. Over 20 million people in the total were told of self to self-isolate even if they had no symptoms. God, I feel vindicated for refusing flatly to join Australia's clunky test and trace group. In a, in a, in a discussion on how to ensure the public complied, God, sorry about that, folks. Sorry about that. Complied with ever-changing lockdown restrictions. Hancock suggested we frighten the pants off everyone. everyone and project fear was born simon case britain's most senior civil servant said the fear guilt factor was vital in ramping up the messaging during the third lockdown in january 2021 oops hold it right there i'm just gonna do a quick little move here thing dropped on me informed the emergence of the alpha kent variant in december 2020 hancock and his aides canvassed the idea of time to deploy the new variant in order to sustain public fear of the virus to ensure continued compliance with directives. 
A member of his team asked if they could lock up Nigel Farage after he tweeted a video of himself at a pub in Kent because the troublesome politician was such a thorn in the government side. Hancock and Case mocked people forced to isolate in quarantine hotels, joking about returning travelers being locked up in shoebox rooms. Case wished he could see some of the faces of people coming out of their first class into a premier in shoebox. Informed by Hancock that 149 people had entered quarantine hotels due to their own free will, Case replied, hilarious. I can I could attest to that too. Hancock fought furious internal battles to hog the vaccine media limelight. He preened about his pictures in the media and boasted how the pandemic could propel his career into the next league. He told other ministers to get heavy with the police to enforce lockdown restrictions and then boasted that the plod got their marching orders. This raises questions about the legality of interfering with the operational instructions of police. Intoxicated by his own brilliance and infallibility, Hancock attacked vaccine czar Dane Kate Bingham, the chief of the National Health Service, Lord Stevens, and CEO of the Wellcome Trust, and the top scientist at the WHO, Sir Jeremy Farrer. He schemed with AIDS with the help of a secret spread spreadsheet to deny rebellious parties MPs funding for the projects of their constituencies if they did not fall in line, including a new center for disabled children and adults. Yeah, something like I, uh, you know, like uh, internment camps, right? I can relate, therefore, this online comment on one of these stories in the Telegraph. Hancock was intellectually stunned, uh, stunned pond, pond life before the pandemic is, is and is still now, but with more slime and a bit to, of a sink stink to him uh, to him or put it in more technical language hancock come across as an eagle driven total f wit the state criminalized quotidian activities like sitting on a beach in the park walking on a beach and meeting with a senate family public health messaging was weaponized to normalize and sacri- um sacralize spirit sa- um, sapping Levels of social isolation, even East Germany's status, did not stop the Elliot from hugging their grandchildren. Or Stasi, excuse me. Elliot parents were forced to die alone, and surviving family members were banned from saying final farewell to deny the solace of a full funeral. Hancock was able to get away with this exercise and his lust for power because his Prime Minister Boris Johnson proved to be lazy, weak, and Facilitating. Facilitating, yep. The vivid description of Johnson beat by, by fire top aide Dominic Cummings, an out of control shopping trolley, trolley, trolley lurching from side to side in a supermarket aisle, depending on who he last talked to, has been amply validated by the leaked files. The instinctual instinctual libertarian rapidly morphed from a lockdown skeptic into a zealot lessons the, the lockdown files confirm that politics informed the policymakers in the most of the key decisions on how to manage a pandemic accordingly while medical specialists and, and again debate the technical details of different medical approaches policy specialists should be among the lead assessors in evaluating the justification for and results and effectiveness of the policy interventions. The existing framework processes and institutional safeguards under which liberal democracies operated until 2020 had ensured expanding freedoms, growing prosperity, and inviolable lifestyle, quality of life, and educational and health outcomes without precedent in human history. Abandoning them in favor of a tightly centralized small group of decision makers liberated from any external scrutiny, contestability, and accountability to produce both a dysfunctional process and suboptimal outcomes, very modest gains for much long-lasting pain. The sooner we return to the conviction that good process ensures a better long-term outcomes as 
acts as a check against suboptimal outcomes alongside curbs on abuses of power and wastage of public funds, the better. Interventions rooted panic driven by political machinations and using all the levers of state power to terrify citizens and muzzle critics in the end needlessly killed massive numbers of the most vulnerable while putting the vast low-risk majority under the House arrest. The benefits are questionable, but the harms are increasingly obvious. The Johnson government in general and Hancock in particular revalidate Lord Action's astute observation that power corrupts and power corrupts absolutely. They weren't following the science by Hancock's ego and career ambitions. He exploited Johnson's stonking, laziness, and shallowness. The lockdown files revealed a government gone rogue that viewed and treated the people as enemies. The UK, US, and Australia did not need an inquiry strung out over years. Focus on small details to neglect of the big picture with the tame con- conclusion that lessons will be learned, but blame cannot be apportioned. Instead, we need criminal charges, and the sooner the better. I agree on that. Britain's top civil servant acted more like a partisan political hack than an apolitical neutral and loyal to the elected government of the day civil servant. Cases, bias, immaturity, poor judgment, and unwillingly unwillingness to support the PM with accurate, balanced, and impartial information were such as to warrant instant sacking. His herbris is such that he is yet to admit to submit his resignation despite the publication of these appalling exchanges with Hancock, who had effectively taken over the government. The fact that as absolutely cringe-worthy revelations came tumbling out, PM Rishi, Rishi, yeah, Sonic insisted case has his confidence reflects poorly on Sonic's judgment. Flawed process produced bad, bad outcomes. In modern-day version of sacrificing virgins to appease the viral gods, the young have lost many more years of their way of their life to buy a few more lonely and miserable months for the infirm old. And the vast sums thrown at COVID have been redirected to the leading killer diseases and upgrades to help the, to public health infrastructure using the standard quality adjusted life years quality, okay, metric many million deaths would have been averted around the world over the coming decades. If we fail to heed the lessons of the of the last past last three years, we will indeed be condemned to repeat them, not just for new pandemics of infectious diseases, but also for other crises like the climate emergency. What can we say, right? If you don't learn from the past, we're damned to repeat it. Here's one thing that chills me the most, my friends. Even you got a bunch of people who have this mindset, government knows best, it turns to manure. Plain and simple. No one benefited from them and the little corporate box, big cor- multinational corporations. All right? I can, I can give you a whole list on that. You guys can figure it out. I know people lost their businesses, mom paws, around these gray areas. That's so why I'm not afraid to call out these politicians. I remember one time when Broward County they had um they, they had they had an item like hey if we uh if we reduce if we if we get more people vaccinated we can uh, ease the restrictions. Well, I, I was only, probably the only one that made that statement and let them know. Let the mayor know at the time, go, hey, what you presenting to me is nothing more than involuntary servitude. I know he didn't like that at all, but that's the first thing that came out of my mouth. Well, you know, all the facts, how how far they have breached your oath of office. Supposed to protect the people, not crap on them. That's why even the people in England, war crimes should need to be filed, including the ones who was complicit, the conspirators, rather federal, state, or local, worldwide.
shame on them. And everyone else that bellied up to these hacks. I was very skeptic for a long time. When they tell you, wash your hands, wear your mask, be six feet apart or two meters apart, and eat all the garbage you want, you won't get COVID. <laughs> so um, that's all I got to say about it. Never let it happen again, folks. Trust me on it. If the government said we're, we're doing it for your own good, they're lying. And prove me wrong if you dare. I'll be right back, so stay tuned. All right, I'm going to do one more here. This is another long one. This came from the Epoch Times. Under social issues, violence, number one social justice issue in black communities. This is from Reverend Markle Hutch, Hutchins. This is written by Peter Zawab. As it reads here, black and brown Americans are doing themselves a disservice by concentrating their social justice activism around animosity toward the police, according to longtime civil rights leader Reverend Marco Hutchins. Instead, these communities need to find ways to build a productive relationship with the police, turning adversaries into allies, he told the Epoch Times. In a lot of media accounts and a lot of reports, and particularly on social media, the relationship between law enforcement communities is often reduced to the law enforcement-involved tragedies that we see highlighted. But the truth of the matter is, is the biggest strain between law enforcement communities is around high violence, he said. There's so much violence and so much crime in urban cities and in urban communities that we are doing a significant disservice to those communities when we fail to articulate the need, real need for law enforcement and communities to collaborate beyond just the incidents that divide us. The charismatic Baptist pastor has spent most of his life as a civil rights activist. Prominently, his advocacy on behalf of Katherine Johnson, a 92-year-old woman shot dead in 2006 in her Atlanta apartment by police, contributed to, to exposing the fraud and cover-up in the case, which ultimately led to sentencing of the officers involved and a broader corruption purge in the Atlanta Police Department. In the late 2000s, however, Hutchins started to see that adversarial activism wasn't enough to solve broader public safety issues in the black community. I began to see several years ago in the aftermath of some of the law enforcement involved tragedies that have divided people that were going in the wrong direction when it came to how actually address in a hostilic way the challenges between law enforcement communities, he said. In 2009, he started to organize churches to mediate conversations, relationship be building between the collaboration and the collaboration between the inner city communities and, the, and police. I really began to look at what kind of things we could do to actually draw law enforcement communities together for the purpose of seeing and assessing the humanity of one another and also causing communities to see the great need of collaborating with law enforcement because the truth is, for all the marching, all the protests, all the demonstrations, we haven't, we just haven't seen very much change, he said. The greatest need for change when it comes to pol policing in communities that are challenged by crime and violence is not change in policy and procedure. It's change in relationship. It changes in attitude. It changes in collaboration. In 2016, he started an initiative called one congregation, one precinct. Ancrum is one cop. Which, to his surprise, law enforcement was largely open and responsive to. I've been marching and protesting my whole life, but when I extended my hand as a national civil rights leader of law enforcement, every single national law enforcement um, organization and the United States Department of Homeland Security and the Attorney General of the United States extended their hand right back, he said. What began with 100 pastors and 25 police chiefs in Atlanta has since grown into some 2,000 congregations across the nation. We can do this. There is, this, there is a willingness in, law, in the law enforcement community because they recognize they cannot attract and retain talent, and they also cannot drive down crime and violence without the help of communities. His nonprofit, Not Movement Forward, 
has documented countless examples of police officers and residents changing their attitudes toward one another thanks to participation in one cop, as well as the annual National Faith and Blue Weekend, another project of Hutchinson's. Division focus. In 2014, in the aftermath of the police killing of Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri, that emerged a new wave of activism around policing, the Black Lives Matter movement. The movement was started by a self-described Marxist whose advocacy was fueled by quasi-Marxist ideas such as critical race theory. According to the ideology, society is viewed through a racial lens where whiteness is seen a synonymous with oppression. Other terms, collective witch hunting or ethno witch hunting, which is dangerous across the board. Doesn't matter what you look like, folks. It's unacceptable. Hutchins saw such advocacy as divisive. When the Black Lives Matter mantra was born again, I started to be very concerned because in this country, we've never progressed around social justice issues when we segregate it or separate ourselves from one another. One from ourselves, one from another, he said, excuse me. He considered himself a follower of civil rights leaders such as Martin Luther King Jr., who, as Hutchins put it, saw black and white together. And the worldview formed around ideas such as critical race theory, the entire institution of police, as well as the founding and prevailing principles of the whole country more broadly are a product of whiteness and as such are automatically racist. Hutchins described such a perspective as a dead end. The history of America and the history of social activism in America has always been plagued by those that thought that America was unsalvageable, that it was irredeemable, he said. And that's simply not the view that I hold, and that's not the view that the majority of African Americans, Hispanics, um, Hispanic Americans, or anybody else holds. On the contrary, successful civil rights advocates have been able to make breakthroughs by building on the country's founding ideas, he suggested. They did not give up on America because they sought to hold America to a higher standard to live up America's highest ideals. This is how we got the Voting Rights Act, the Civil Rights Act. That, that's how we got to the places that we've gotten to, he said. I don't believe, do not believe that this nation is as device, divided or as racist as we are disconnected and ignorant to the realities of others. Collateral damage. The influence of Black Lives Matter expanded with 2020 police killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Some of the activists were calling for defunding police, reducing funding for police, with the goal of ultimately eliminating police and even the prison system. Hutchins surmised a side effect of the movement will be more crime in black and brown communities. I just knew that if we demonize law enforcement, if we bastardize them in a way that seemed to be a kind of modus operandi of that Black Lives Matter defunding the police crowd, we would suffer consequences on the backside, he said. And if we have certainly seen that with the crime and violence that has increased in urban communities across this country over the last several years, violent crime has increased significantly since 2020, particularly in big cities. Over 2,000 people were murdered in Chicago in the 2020-2022 period, up 20% over the preceding three years. That was accompanied by a 24% increase in Cleveland, 27% in Los Angeles, 28% in Dallas, 33% in Washington, 39% in Philadelphia, 41% in New York City and Houston, 49% in Memphis, and 52% in Milwaukee. The reality is for everyone unarmed African-American killed by a law enforcement professional, we have a hundred or more African-American men who are killed in this community based violence, Hutchins said. If we look holistically at the social justice needs, the equality needs, the number one social justice issue in America today is not police brutality. It's community violence. It's gun-based violence. So the community has a role to play to collaborate with law enforcement in reducing those strategies just as viscerally, and I would argue even more so than law enforcement involved strategies. 
Hutchins said that building rapport between police and the people, they're there to protect not only help reduce crime, but also police killings, especially the needless or criminal ones, such as the brutal killing of Tyree Nichols by Memphis police in Memphis, Tennessee in January. What killed Tyree Nichols was not law policy, not law procedure, and it frankly wasn't flawed leadership. They have one of the best police chiefs in the country in Memphis, Hutchins said. Their policy and procedure were violated by the officers that killed Tyree Nichols. The thing that was responsible for Tyree Nichols' death was a lack of empathy and lack of humanity by those officers that killed him. The case don't, doesn't lend itself to the common racial narrative as the officers were black, he said, suggesting that the problem was rather in the minds of the officers involved. What had happened to those officers, I believe, is they're seeing so much carnage, so much death, so much doom, so much violence in the community there in Memphis that they had become totally robbed of any sense of humanity that they might have. Even though the fundamental factors may have been culture as well as the specific context and trauma involved, it doesn't absolve the officers of responsibility, he stressed. Absolutely, those officers need to be held accountable to the full extent of the law, but there's a degree of accountability that we as a community and we as a community-based organizations have in that as well, he said. whole thing is get people involved in your, in your jurisdiction. We all have duties, folks. You can't just sit to have the state, the government, and their delegates do everything for, that, for, for us. That's absurd. Misplaced spotlight. Hutchins is convinced that any fundamental opposition to police only comes from minority, even among blacks. That notion that a lot of people are putting forward that somehow folks aren't supportive of law enforcement is absolutely not true, he said. Study after study shown that even in black and brown communities, folks want the same or more law enforcement. There are very few communities that want less law enforcement. He suggested that the issue is not necessarily a partisan one either. I'm no conservative. I'm no Republican, I'm a Democrat, I'm a liberal, but I recognize that the essence of our work has to got to be holistic. We can't win by having three or 4,000 people in a, in a march and then lose because law enforcement will stop doing their job, he said, arguing that our interests should not be defeating our enemies or adversaries, but transforming those adversaries into allies. The problem in his view is that any police minority draws excessive attention from media, donors, and the corporate world. What is most sad is that the philanthropic, wait, philanthropic, philanthropic community, the private foundation, the Zuckerbergs, the Soros's, the majority of the private foundations, as well as corporations, have been dancing and playing to the vocal minority and not to, not to the silent majority, he said. Conflict may simply be preferable option for some. For a lot of these organizations and funder funders, war is a lot more profitable than peace, he said. There are also individuals and organizations that present themselves as civil rights activists, but in reality aren't interested in solutions for the people on whose behalf they supposedly advocate, he says. Made a big step, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to go there. There are profiteers off of the suffering of people who are victimized by police brutality and on the flip side that there are profiteers off of the suffering of law enforcement professionals that serve by and largely honorable communities every day he didn't name names i just wish and hope and look forward to the day when the philanthropic and corporate communities as well as media figure out that the majority of american people are not supportive of that kind of division that we've seen, he said. They want to see unity and they want to see solutions. Hushins noted that people want the police to treat them with fairness, justice, and equity. He interprets equity as equal opportunity and equal protection. Bingo, he clarified, right? If there are the certain um, protections and certain opportunities that are afforded to you, then those should also be afforded to African Americans or any other person, he said. A police officer, for example, should be just as willing to let a black person go without a warning, no ticket, as he is a white person. 
He clarifies that he doesn't subscribe to the notion of equity in the form of special treatment for different groups, benefiting some and not others. You don't perfect an injustice or perpetuating by perpetuating an injustice, he said. He acknowledged that his more consolatory approach has earned him scorn from many of his former fellow activists. There are very famous, well-known civil rights leaders that I was friends with that I would talk to or three times a day. And now we have no conversation, he said, noting there are a lot of folks that don't talk to him anymore. But I'm okay with that, he said, because the truth of the matter is there are a lot of folks that didn't talk to Dr. King that said he was a sellout. That was really nicely done. The whole thing, the message he's putting out there, love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor and love yourself. Be neighborly. Yeah, we have, we're going to have our dis- disagreements a lot with the police at times, but never try to be too, try not to escalate. Use finesse. Stick to your principles. You got rights too, folks. Make sure they do things in good faith. I, I support peace officers, not revenue collectors. And the folks in these communities too, what Reverend Hutchins had to say, made, is that you're always going to have the corrupt. But we can't crucify them as a whole. Just some, because even remember this, even police officers are human beings too. I have my bowels with a good amount of them. Then I know some of their past history. I don't exploit it. I talk to them. You know, sometimes something struck a nerve. So I check them out. It has happened in one time in court. I lost. Yeah, we're both cranky. <laughs> but don't worry. We, we, we're in good terms. But um, he had a horrific event. And I, and I looked because something, something was bugging him. So I'm like, let me check him out. And I'm like, oh, crap. But we had a nice little chat about it. You know, didn't exploit it by any means. That's why I don't go police bashing. I go, I go after tyranny. Why? Because it's the principle. Because if, they, if it could happen to me, it could happen to anyone else. I don't want to see anything, any negative president be executed. Because it becomes one big ripple effect. It doesn't matter what you look like. Don't fall for the hype of propaganda media and these paper activists. I see them a lot. They hate me with the passion, but you know what? I don't care. Because I, I keep going. I don't follow the herd. I think for myself. I observe responsibly to the best of my abilities. And yes, I made my errors too. But I'm, I'm not afraid. And I am not afraid to admit it. And you should too. So... Start being, start talking to your neighbors periodically, even with the law enforcement, police officers. If they ask you questions, you have the right to remain silent. So know your rights too, okay? <laughs> because we always got shady people everywhere we go. It can be a neighbor, doesn't matter. Well, um, but I like what Hutch is doing. I give him homage. Keep up the good work, buddy, brother. And hopefully, we'll all meet in person. That's to everyone. All right. Well, that will be it. I'll thank everyone for listening. Plus, feel free to download and share it throughout your social media networks. If you have any questions, comments, or sense on this interesting channel, check out whatever you do. Please send your correspondence to Decorum. Furthermore, leave the footnotes of these articles on my page. If you want to contact me, go to LokiLuckNumber03 at ProtonMail.com. If you want to donate, go to PayPal.me or Cash.app forward slash LokiLuckNumber3. If you want to endorse or support financially Brownstone Institute, the Epoch Times, go ahead, subscribe, donate, share the information, folks, because we want you guys to be thinking for yourselves. That would be a bunch of her conformists. <laughs> no, one should, no one should be wearing a cowbell. All right. Once again, thank you for your time. Plus, always remember that the maniac resistance is healthy for the soul and can liberate humanity. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Keep on spreading the love.
may your guardian spirits be with you.